0: Welcome to the Digital Hustle Tribe. My name is Yasmin Robles, and I am your host. Today, we are talking with Beth Manduni, who is the owner of Marketing Department here in Columbus, Ohio. She is a video marketer, you could say, but really, she is actually a storyteller, and she just really loves to create an amazing message for her clients. So without further ado, here is Beth. All right. Thank you so much for being with us, Beth. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and who you support.
1: I'm Beth Menduni. I am the founder of marketing department and video story studio. Um, I help people say the right thing, right? You got to say the right things to the right people at the right time. And what I do is actually video marketing, but I really focus in on the right words so that it performs. And, and that kind of is what makes me a little bit different from my peers is because I focus so much on that message and voice in the beginning, um, before we ever step into the studio and record.
0: Mm-hmm. So how did you get started with that? How long have you been in your business?
1: Uh, in my business, I'm so close to four years that's coming up soon here at the end of the year. Um, so that's how I have long, I've been in business and I got started cause I got laid off. I got kicked out of my old company that I was working for. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? And, um, it was time. It was starting to start my own business, do my own thing, be my own boss. Um, stop getting written up for being, uh, what is the word that you would always describe me as being, um, questioning authority too much. <laughs> <laughs> so it was time. Oh, I didn't question well. authority. I just wanted to know the why behind everything. I'm yeah. a very curious person. Um, so once they laid me off, I was like, okay, let's figure out what my next thing is. And my next thing just happened to be doing it better because I know I could.
0: Mm -hmm. It's perfect. Um, what has been a, a, like the, the biggest struggle that you have overcome so far in your four years?
1: Oh goodness. You know, I tell people all the time that I am getting my MBA from the School of Harden Ops. Um, Every mistake I made is just party tuition. I stole that from somebody, that that last part. Um, because it's, it's, you just have to learn as you go. I mean, there is business school. You can go to business school, but um, truly for me, learning as I go, trying new things, and understanding that even if it's a mistake, it truly is a learning experience and it's not. It's just experience. Um, so, one of the hardest things, was that the question, the
0: hardest thing I've learned? Yeah, like one of the, the hardest things that you've learned in your four years.
1: Uh, the hardest thing, everybody talks about it, quite honestly, is you've got to work on your business. You can't just work in your business. And truly, if I wanted to sit down and focus on the growth of the company, you've got to delegate out to other people. So because I was laid off um, getting into that a little bit, like I was in a very toxic work environment. And I was just depleted, um, the staff I worked with, the the people I managed, they were great people, but it was higher ups that just brought me down. So I had a lack of trust. I learned it. So I had to unlearn that as I grew my business, brought on an assistant. She helped me scale my company and it's really just letting go and letting other people have the opportunity to make something beautiful as well. I can give them the guidelines, I can tell them what to do, I can paint the picture, and i let them mix the paints and use apply the, the brush stroke. Um so that's been tough for me, but because I did that, I really focused on that the last couple of years. It's helped me to be in a very good place for growth. Mm-hmm.
0: So where do you think that your expertise really lies in?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really good at making people comfortable with being uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so with storytelling, I tell everyone, it truly is real. Your story is the hardest one to tell. And I feel that too, when I'm working on my own marketing, but I'm a really good listener and it's, a, that's my superpower. Just listening is a superpower, what did it in? and trying to understand how to strategically tell their story. And truthfully, all my clients have all the answers inside of them. We just unlock it. And they verbally vomit all over me and I clean it up and we come up with this beautiful story. And it's just, it's just beautiful. And I love it. And I just feel honored to be that person who gets to give them that gift to be able to unlock those things. And then because of the things that I've done earlier in my career with video, um, we can now show it, show it, we can show people their value, not just say their value. We can show it. And in a medium that that goes across channels and platforms that it
0: performs in a really good way. So that, that I love how you you focus on the story aspect because a lot am I wrong to say that a lot of what you do is visual is it it's transforming that into visual right but
1: yeah
0: um a lot of people would just say like oh I do video or I do photography or the, but you you're actually weaving in the brand the personality the the story the message um, throughout this visual platform because it's not just a video it's what is being conveyed after people what the emotions that people are getting when they watch the video when they see the the, the final product um, so i love how you you every time that you've described yourself whenever we are in a networking event or something like that, it's you are a storyteller you and you you do that by um, X, Y, and Z, but really, your hardcore is the message. Um, and I know that you do offer message maps. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how that service came around? Mm, oh, so I in the beginning of the career, well, when I first started the company, like I would do,
1: I, I'm graphic designer. I'm trained in there, so it was like, okay, how can I help people? How to make money, support my my family? But it started evolving back to video. Unfortunately. I didn't start out that way and I should have, but I needed to learn, I needed to heal. I believed the shitty narrative. Oh, we get to call this an an explicit content now, woo! I believed the shitty narrative that I made up and listened to, I didn't make it up, I listened to that terrible, toxic work environment that told me I was no good. And so I didn't go after video in the beginning because there were some things I needed to learn. I was an amazing video producer. I was an amazing editor but I had to get better at the skills of recording, especially understanding lighting. Lighting is so easy. Oh my goodness. It's like one of the easiest parts of video, but I was like scared of it. So in the beginning I offered anything and then finally it niched down and that's where I started to see the success take off because there's not a lot of women in video that most of the people who are behind the camera are men. And there's a specific way the industry has been built so in my industry only 30 percent of us are women even working in it and then you can imagine what the statistic is for business owners um so i eventually niched down and when i was offering these videos um i work in this beautiful you're my neighbor yasmin we're both at haven collective we don't share a wall anymore yeah, but I we have to move downstairs but um, we share a, a floor ceiling <laughs> yeah that's true i could probably like throw something at the Dealing. I'm sure Melissa would like it, but you know, I get the point across. Hey, um, but we're in this environment where there's all these other like-minded people who are entrepreneurs and they helped me understand the value. It wasn't just video. They couldn't afford the video typically because it's a big investment, but where the value was, was the scripting that I was doing because I truly could understand the reason behind the things that we were talking about and understanding their goals with their marketing, which was Typically if you're a business owner to increase sales. Well, how do you do that in an authentic way? So you don't sound like you have sales breath and you don't feel disgusting when you talk to people. Most entrepreneurs are truly in to help other people solve the problem. And so just having these conversations, they were asking me, how can you help me? And I'm like, I, I do video. I don't know, but truly it comes down to, I write the scripts for clients. So I evolved that into a message map to be able to help people to understand how to say the right thing to the right people, because most people have different audiences that they go to, to describe what it is that they do. You need to diversify. And how do you talk to those people? And it's not necessarily looking at demographics. Everybody looks at demographics. Okay, those are great statistics. But what's the story of the statistics? And that's where we get into the psychographics to understand how people think, to understand what kind of message do they need to consume? What do they need to hear? so that they're gonna take that action, whatever it is, to call you, to purchase something, to move forward in your sales pipeline. And we really figure out, you know, how to say those things to the right people. And then you get a guide on how to apply it to your messaging. And hopefully when you're ready, when you grow into it, you're ready for video marketing.
0: So is this where, um, you, you had mentioned in a previous conversation about um, say the right thing. Can you, is this where this comes in?
1: So when the pandemic hit, nobody was making money. Nobody was doing business. And I lost a significant amount of contracts. It was just um, a few things I thought were going to come in, couldn't come in because now they had to pull back their resources. So it gave me for the first time in four years, the ability to sit down and really think through my marketing and understand my value. I've been working for years, helping people communicate their value. Well, Beth, what do you do? And so I got to sit here in this uncomfortable space telling your story is the hardest thing you get to do and truly trying to figure out how do I say the right thing to these people? And I, I had some people help me with it and we had great, beautiful conversations, but then I had said it, It's was like, how do I get these people to say the right thing? Or how do how do I say the right thing to them? And that's truly all it is. It's saying the right thing. That's how that new message kind of came about. And that's what I'm trying out and working on right now. And that's truly what I do. I help people say the right thing to the right people at the right time to make an action.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And that doesn't just, I love how that doesn't really just stay within, let's say video, that can encompass, you can take that as far as far as you want really, right? Oh
1: yeah, you can use this everywhere. And I didn't realize that was part of the value. I, I had to have that pointed out to me. Again, you're in the business, you just don't realize some things. And I've got an amazing group of support with business coaches and and entrepreneurs like yourself, Jasmine, where you guys point things out that's in a blind spot. We all have them. And so the scripting that I create that I use for video, you can totally take that out and use it for your social, apply it to your website. Honestly, in conversations, when you're talking about yourself, your elevator pitch, The work that we do is very specific, but it's also always hitting the broader things with your organization. There should be one main message when you make a video, but the way you say it, the brand voice, the tone, it can be universal and applied everywhere. So um, I found the value in when you create a script or do a message map, it can be applied everywhere. And you should reuse those resources as a small business, as you're growing. You need to reuse those resources you're not reinventing the wheel and you have more free time for yourself
0: so if you were so i don't know if i were let's say playing devil's advocate um why do why why do i need to know my story i'm already trying to get clients i'm working on sales i'm doing all this stuff why the heck do i need to go in and try to do this whole story thing and i just don't have time for it what would you say to me If, if I were to say that,
1: (laughs) well, you know, when we get in business and you probably started the same way you had a specific skill and you needed to make some money, Mm -hmm. you completely skipped over understanding your story and value because honestly, you just started, you don't have much of a story and you jump right in and the marketing that you use is stuff that you've seen your competitors use and you've seen other things in the industry, but you've never really stopped to think, is this truly me? And most people, I am guilty of it. Most people just continue that on and being like, Oh, I'm a video producer. I do video, I do video storytelling, um, which is totally fine. Cause we'll get you there. But when you're ready for true growth, you've got to understand what makes you different. You got to know who you're for and who you're not for. So definitely I am not for people who want like precision broadcast commercial quality. That's not me. I work well with professional service providers who need to communicate that value on camera and be seen as an as a expert in their industry. Like that's the stories I can pull out of people and I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Thinking back when I was um, really was interested in photography back when I was a kid, my favorite things to take pictures of people. And it's just something about the human face and there's all that psychology around it, uh, around um, seeing faces and connecting and human emotion. and And true connection and true communication, and um, I know there's always been an interest there, and that's kind of what springboarded me into video.
0: You asked me a question, I don't know if I answered it, so please ask a follow up. (laughs) I honestly don't remember what the question was, but I I was just (laughs) entranced. I was like, yeah, that sounds like that. That sign me up for that. Um, I think it was around like the story and like playing devil with devil's advocate and like trying to explain. To oh, something. why do you need stories? Oh, thank you. Okay, so I've got a couple of thoughts on that.
1: See, I just I love telling stories. I can't go off on a tangent. So sometimes it's I have to be asked to be reminded, and I think that's actually something that helps me be um, successful in my business. Is that I will ask you to redirect me. I will ask when I need help. I'm okay with you thinking that I'm an idiot, right? Most of the time, surely if it's the person I want to work with, that's not that's not an issue. Um, I always ask what an acronym means just so that typically in a group setting, nobody knows what it means. So let's just ask it and have clarity. Um, so being the devil's advocate, you know, you're on your business, you've been making some money, you really need to know what sets you apart from your competitors. And it can't just be low prices and um, great customer service. Like those are the two things that everybody says, I'm working with my husband on his company and how, what, you know, how he markets. And those are the two things. Everybody does that. So then if everybody does that, then truly, what do they have to base their decision off of?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it comes down to being authentic, being yourself, communicating your value, communicating your story, because your story is unique and that's what sets you apart in your branding. And if you can communicate that then, and, and what you stand for and what you stand against, those are your values. We all talk about brand values. Those are the things that people will gravitate towards and it's the, the most beautiful thing because it just it builds brands. Mm-hmm. So getting those down truly builds brands and it's worth sitting in that uncomfortable how do I tell my story moment and being mm-hmm. okay with it.
0: Mm-hmm. So what is that? So let's say I've decided I need to figure out who I am because maybe I did write best customer service and lowest price. So I need to figure out my story. What is the one thing that you suggest to people be- so that they don't become overwhelmed? What is the direction that they should take?
1: You know, get comfortable first with writing stories. You know, it's very hard to talk about yourself. So let's start somewhere easy and talk about your services. And think about the most frequently asked questions that people ask of you and speak to those. That's amazing content. Those are the things that people are Googling for. So you want to come up in their rankings through, you know, the different channels. So start there. And then, um, and telling your own story, you got to start with why, you know, we all hear it, but truthfully you do, you have to understand why do you love doing what you do? Who's it for? Why did you decide to own your own business and do it anyway? These are super hard questions, but, um, knowing them again, it's going to be so powerful. And I do, I have a resource for people I offer, um, quarterly, I'm offering a webinar for storytelling and sales and marketing, and it goes through those things It helps you with your elevator pitch and helps you to understand all the different aspects of building a story. Mm-hmm. And it's a free resource. You know, I want people to have better stories. Um, I, I've been charged with, you know, helping people to communicate their value and tell their stories because those people, once they do that, they make more money and then they put it into communities. Mm -hmm. And it's just this thing that grows. I love small business owners because you truthfully care about the surroundings that you see every day. That's your community. You're gonna hire people as you grow in your community and you're gonna pay it back because you see the value in doing that. You know, more than a giant corporation ever would. So, I have that free resource. You can go to my website, Yasmin, I'll send you a link and you can tell your people. Um, And then hopefully it'll help them to truthfully understand how to own their story and see it as the superpower that it is because nobody else has that same story.
0: Yeah. And I, I kind of like how you, you mentioned building up to finding your story instead of just ripping off the band-aid or, or being so overwhelmed about doing it that you get, you just like leave it there. Um, and then four years later, you're still <laughs> saying that your lowest price and best customer service. Um, so I, I like how, but you tied it back to like FAQs, frequent asked questions and that kind of services, because that's still usable content. It's not like you're just, Doing some random exercise, you you can still use that on your. Coming from the website world, you can still use that on your website. You can, um, I'm sure, social media people will say you can reuse that content on yeah. social. So, that that's just great a great way of building up to your overall story. The what really ties everything together. Um, and I am right there with everyone else. That is, it's very difficult to write about them. And for my clients, it's very difficult too. I'm like, oh, you're about page, and they're like, they, you know, deer in the headlights kind of look. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I love how you how you just kind of um, shift that in. And um, and it, so what's the next step? Let's say I've got um, I've got my story somewhat done um or we've hired you and you've supported is that when then we can start getting the the pretty side of everything right the video and and um and the stuff that people will see that communicates that amazing story that you've worked so hard on
1: um we can always start with a video but i truthfully typically ask my smaller businesses I'm like do you really need a video Sometimes they do. No, yeah. sometimes they do. And we jump right into video and then you can we kind of go backwards because I ask all the questions to understand the performance goals. I yeah. have to know your performance goals and where you want to go so that I can write something and record something yeah. and show something visual to get them to wherever it is. Because video is an investment and we got to figure out why we're even doing it. Should we be doing it? Um, and then you can also break these things apart and use them in so many different places. And, and my whole thing is I'm not gonna make just one video for you. You sit down and you get in front of that camera or I go out and record for you, you must have multiple places we're gonna put this thing. You have to have multiple, like how do you build a campaign out of this one video. Because to get somebody there with a camera and your crew and that's part of the biggest price is getting someone there to record. Now I've kind of figured that out with having the studio here, making people come here to me and then also, helping them to pre-produce their own content. They go in as the editor and actually not, no, they don't go in as the editor, they go in as the producer. Tell me where the best take is and then it decreases my production time so it becomes easier and more cost affordable to produce. But um, circling back to your question, help me get back and guided because I totally went off the rails there. But I think you asked, how do you get to the pretty stuff?
0: Yeah, pretty much right. how do you so we've done all this work. We're like sweating yeah. and we wrote all our hearts out um, Then we get to the pretty stuff, right? And then how can we what is the next step then? Mm.
1: So um, We really try to understand what it is you're trying to communicate and we come up with different ways to communicate it So is an on-camera testimonial or thought leadership the best way for you? To Should we be using b-roll to show happy people or show your product or show an event or something Mm -hmm. You know, What do we need to to show to help to tell that story? And then we go out and record it and then we stitch it together. So all my time is typically spent in the pre-production process, which is about 70% of my time. Um, I could say 10% is recording and 20% is editing because we truly have to plan everything, then we capture it and then we just stitch it together and post. Mm
0: -hmm. So um, what is B-roll for anyone who doesn't know?
1: oh thank you for asking b-roll is um it's footage it's just a way of saying footage that is not synced to sound so if you are watching the news and you have an anchor in front of you and she's reading reading her script from the teleprompter to the camera when they cut away and they show supporting video footage of whatever the event was that happened that's b-roll footage
0: Mm, okay so is it possible for uh, like a normal person to just Collect the B roll and say, "Hey Beth, I've been collecting this. Is there something that it can this be created? Oh, yeah. something to match the story. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: No. I mean, so like the favorite thing that I like to tell people is, you can create your own B roll archive, archive. If you can take a picture for Instagram, then you can just um, in the same moment record 10 seconds. Just don't move. Just record 10 seconds of whatever it is. And because you've spent all that time stylizing that picture, record it on footage." um even though it's like well couldn't you just use the still yes you could but that slight movement of the camera the slight movement of the lighting has another layer of being mesmerized for you the, for the viewer catching that attention and what you do is you just record it and then get a google drive and just load it to your google drive so when you have a project that comes up or maybe there's a news organization that wants to do a story on you and they're like do you have any b-roll you can be like yes yes i do and so it's not just them taking footage of like a half hour around your space like you've got some authentic content that you've created and curated to really come through and it makes their job easier which is good yeah. um giving you you know oh we're gonna want to work with this person again mm-hmm. so you build your own b-roll archive and you can utilize it in your own marketing and you can also give it to other people for marketing purposes if they're promoting you
0: yeah that's pretty I, when before i met you i had never even thought of collecting B roll because I was like, well, you don't doesn't the video person do that? Like doesn't don't they Well they do they do, but you're paying them for like yeah. that one moment in your life.
1: Yeah. Right? And you really should be recording anytime you do anything. Like mm-hmm. if you have an event uh, before the pandemic, if you had an event you should have been recording. Um, anytime you do like a photo board or photo styling of your product or your service or anything hit record too. And it's as simple as um, setting up your phone on a tripod mm-hmm. and just doing it. Um, people love behind the scenes. Yeah. So if you're doing a photo shoot for a product service, whatever it is, you know, put your phone in the corner and just record some B-roll and throw it up there and just, you've got an amazing post, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, Hey, just shooting stills for such and such launch. That's another piece of content yeah. that was very easy to capture. You've gone through all the effort. Let's just, you know, record it. Maybe that's a t-shirt or recording or t-shirt slogan or some messaging. Re- just record it. Just just, just hit record.
0: <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like, I, I like it
1: better. Just
0: similar, that. similar to that. Mine is just just do it because or just just even if it's not done yet, just put it out there because it, it. knowing myself, I'll probably wait and tweak until it is perfect in which it will never be. It'll so. never be.
1: Yeah. I hear you. Same thing um, for my own content when I produce it. You know, it's it's not going to be 100% polished, and I've accepted that because it's more important to have the thought leadership out there. And I'm putting out a volume of content. When I do my little monthly, I record myself once monthly, and then I push it out throughout the entire month. Um, different snippets, different concepts and ideas. And you know, there's going to be such a big volume when I look back in a year that it's like it doesn't matter that my the one thing that got me the first time I recorded, like my hair was all like. Nah! like COVID hair and it was like in this awkward stage and I should have brushed it better and I did and I didn't have a stylist because it was just me so all these thoughts are running through my head and I seriously just had to be like post it just post it and the the, it was so raw and authentic I had no energy I was pretty flat And I'm just like oh my god but the response I got from people was overwhelmingly positive and it only helped build my confidence to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So the first time you do something, it's gonna suck, and it's gonna hurt, but you're gonna be amazed at people who will support you because they see the bravery you've brought and the challenge you've brought to
0: showing up authentically. So they're gonna just cheer you on, which makes you feel better, and you just get better. Yeah, So okay, so then let's lead into, because I'm sure that all of your clients, I feel like I'm awkward on video whenever I'm on video. Everybody Everybody is. Yeah. Well, that's good to
1: know. You're not alone. Um, Nobody is not awkward. Like when we're looking at TV and stuff like that, like you're looking at the best p- piece of footage, the best take that person had. You don't know if it took them one take or it took them 800 takes. You're looking at the best piece of footage. Yeah. And so when we're going and posting and doing these lives, like it's tough. Because you know your lighting might not be right. All these things can be wrong in your head, but truthfully, it is the content that you're speaking on that is the value. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a good enough job with the content that you bring, your production can look like shit. It does not matter as long as you're bringing value and thought leadership to that person.
0: All right. So, what are like three tips? So, if people are hesitant about going into video, which video converts so well, um, it does. And then for I because oh everybody's God.
1: scared of it and they're right, not right. doing it. So there's you know, now the time to get into it. it. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Um, I said
0: three things. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. Um, I always tell clients that blogging is great, but humans want to see the video. We want to see pictures. They want to see pretty, um, mm-hmm. and they want to see faces. But then bots want to see the text. So try and do, even though they might be blogging, they're like, I'm blogging, I'm doing all these, this writing. And I'm like, you should do video. And then their response is like, it's like, again, deer in the headlights. And how do I even get started? So what are your like three tips? That mm-hmm. Somebody who has never done video before can take and one of my my tips is just do it because just rip that bandaid off and just put the first okay. one out there because you'll you'll know that you're awkward and you're like whatever I did it a couple times let's keep let's keep going, but what are your three?
1: Okay, so um to getting it posted or to producing good content?
0: I producing it to creating okay. the content because um I think that unless it's different I'm thinking posting it is just like uploading it to your phone and going yeah Instagram put this up there or is there something different
1: no you're right I guess when I'm thinking about it it's more like to actually DIY and do yours is it the technical or is it the the strategy
0: I think people use the technical as an excuse
1: okay or strategy
0: BS okay so let's go with tech
1: we'll do three on three Um, so technical first like if you have a smartphone have no excuse for not recording video you can start out there if you are on a webcam doing a zoom call you have no excuse for not being on video um so those are two things that you know you you have these things you have zoom now right you can record up to 40 minutes for free and download it like you already have the footage so catching the footage that's bs it's so easy to do um just make sure you stabilize it so stabilize the phone mm-hmm. always go horizontal please Um, Unless you're only making your content for Instagram IGTV, unless you're doing that, but everything else uses horizontal, uses square, just go horizontal, fill the screen, no black bars. Okay. Um, so that's number one. Make sure you stabilize it. Good lighting is key. You want to make sure you have different sources to eliminate shadows. So that being said, you typically have three sort three light sources. One from And the best way for me to say this is, is just put your light sources like in front of you and then crisscross the light so you fill in all the shadows or at least two sources. Right now in here, I've got a giant window right here on the side. And then I've got over lighting coming down. So it's I'm pretty well lit. And then I've got bounce lighting because I've got a giant whiteboard behind me and the light's coming in and it's bouncing off, it's bouncing off the background. It's separating me from the background. So there's that. Um so lighting is really key and then audio. So everything to make a good video is not about video at all, it's about uh, it's about the elements of it. So audio, you just have to make sure you've got something that's clear. Um the webcams are typically fine, but think about having yourself in an environment that is quiet. Don't go to a coffee shop and record. Do not do that. Wow. It's going to sound I like shit. Even open. <laughs> oh, that's true. Hey, hey, so.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So you don't want to be anywhere public because um when you're recording on a microphone, it picks up everything. There's no CSI person in there taking the tracks apart. What they record is what they get. I'm sorry. If you're DIY this, there's no way for you to take it apart. If you got like a ton of money in a big budget, then maybe you can make it a little bit better. But
0: no. I mean you can't just like plug it into a, a program like they do on TV. Oh my God. This is what I see that on <laughs> CSI or
1: all those TV movies, and I'm just like, oh my God, it's not that easy. Um, so sorry. You totally got like the gremlin. Um, you get it when you're in your industry and you see somebody just like completely making shit up. It's like,
0: I I really like it when though, side note, when they zoom in on the camera, like the, the video, that footage of something. And my husband's like, Oh, they can totally tell who it is. I'm like, not in real life. They can't,
1: no, they cannot. You have a certain amount of pixels. And if you don't have those pixels there, it's just going to blow up a big pixel. Yeah. It's just going to be like, here, let's blow this up. And yeah, that was, the guy to. has a square face, like one face it's square face. face. <laughs> I and mean, they're going to have a square face. Um, it's, it's finite pictures. Okay. So I think I get three on the technical and then, um, so just to recap with that, you want to make sure you stabilize your video. Um, make sure you've got some lighting sources and three. It was good audio. Make sure your surroundings are quiet. Okay. So that's technical. And now we're going to go into strategy you need to spend at least an hour before you produce a video. It's not very easy to go up and just start recording and sorry to start recording and um, get something good. It's going to suck if you don't put any pre-production into it. So if you're making a promo about yourself or doing something, um, you know, you got to think through your script, you got to think through, you know, why do people care? Um, what's my call to action? Cause you know, sh- should always tell them how to interact with you at the end and um fill it in with some good meaty tips to get them coming back so you just follow this formula so you get people to come back so um you got to spend an hour in pre-production you got to understand why you're even making a video like if this is going to be part of the campaign where else are you going to use it you can't just use the video one time use it again although i'm i'm bad about that i got to put more videos out there and more places and recycle we're working on it um, so you got to understand, you know, why you're doing it, where it's going to go, is it part of a campaign, and then what's another strategy tip? Hmm, you got to know your audience, you have to know what they want to consume. It goes right back to the story where we started. You got to understand what they want to consume, how they need to hear it. It's not just what you say, you need to understand how they need to hear it so that you get that conversion.
0: Yeah, that's awesome all right um to wrap us up how are you tackling digital in this in this new world (laughs) that we're living in um a lot of some people have become overwhelmed they're just like off digital others are selectively tackling certain pieces how are you building your business using digital and yeah just just how are you or do you even fear the world the word digital (laughs)
1: I've lived in digital my entire life. So no, everything I do has been digital where I'm so focused on words where I've been putting effort right now is the words of others, specifically with getting those testimonials, changing things up, changing up my specific words that I say, that's where my focus has been.
0: And um, so back to the messaging versus like oh I'm back. on Instagram now it's it's all back to the messaging.
1: That's the thing. I mean you can add as many platforms that you want if your message is crap you're not going to get any results. Yeah. So you have to be very strategic and very specific and consistent on your brand voice. Mm-hmm. So there's no magic pill. There's like no specific platform you should be on to find the perfect clients and stuff like that. No, you have to have your story down, right? Okay. <laughs> And I wanted to offer you something. You had mentioned like, how do people start with video, how they get comfortable. I did, I have another resource, you ready? Um, so uh, I was talking to my business coach and it was like, what can I offer people right now? Because the world just sucks. And how can I give them like light and happiness and it build a skill and help them put good stories out there, right? So I developed a series, it's um, a 12 week course And it's all this is email. You're just gonna get one email from me a week. Well, maybe a couple more. Um, But what it is, it's a story challenge. And I'm challenging you to get the camera out, get the cell phone out, get the camera out, record a story. And I give people a formula and I give them a topic, I give them a prompt. And I say, tell me about such and such. And here's the formula you wanna follow to tell a good story. And what it's going to do, it's going to help people feel comfortable being in front of camera, creating additional video content and just being able to show themselves off authentically and I cheer them on whether they post it or not because just doing the action and try and actually going through it and spending half hour, an hour on it. I mean, that's a huge skill you're building. So it's truly just get people comfortable and then they start posting and hopefully they continue to post. And when they're ready and they've grown their business like i am ready to support you with being very specific and strategic on your messaging on the look of the video um and then you don't when you're ready you don't have to do it anymore like i'm here to support you and create video goodness for your
0: content that's amazing yeah send me the info i'll put it in the show notes and um people can get on that that's really cool all right, so on that note, what where can people find you? What are all the places? What's your home base? Um, and mm-hmm. should they put a specific comment on one of your posts? Like, what, what do you... Thank you. Like ah, an egg, okay. a, like a, right. a, I don't know, Easter egg, Wait, isn't it? Like an Easter egg, what are those called? Something? Yeah,
1: cute? yeah. Easter egg, oh, I love Easter eggs.
0: Um,
1: so let's see, I'm out of Haven Collective. That's where home base is. So, let's see, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Uh, marketing department Columbus is Instagram and marketing department uh, for Facebook, but it's spelled a little differently. Of course, like, yeah, it's mkgdept dot Columbus for Instagram. Um, so those are the channels that I'm on. I'm working on other places as well, but uh, all good times where you can be and honestly i love hearing people's stories so if you want to you know if you're trying out something new and you're trying to you want some feedback just tag me on it i'll come in and comment and you know i'd love a follow i'd love you to comment on the stuff i've created it's a lot of fun oh and then also they can look for me for video story studio it's uh video.story.studio on instagram i forget what the facebook is it might be the same thing it's very close you'll find me uh yeah, I'm,
0: we'll still, link it all in I'm working that
1: brand as I already have this bu- business. I launched another and it's just like,
0: ah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I get <laughs> bored and I start different things and then I'm like, why can't I sleep? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, So we'll link it all and your website. Um, same thing with the video studio, which we didn't get to, but it is an amazing thing for people in Columbus because it's just like this. Not studio in your pocket, although it kind of feels like that because I am in Haven. But
1: uh, it's a video resource. It shouldn't
0: cost so much to create content. It should it's like a little would you could like a little it's a little base for you to create whether you're it's a course whether you're interviewing someone recording something i think it's just like the soundproof place that has the stuff you need without you having to like take out all your pillows and try to stuff them in your closet to block out sound not <laughs> some experience although you don't know what is in
1: the, <laughs> the feeling so no i, I did um, it's not completely soundproof because nothing is actually soundproof, but it's really, really quiet in there. Better than... Sometimes I, I go in there and just lock myself in there. <laughs> to get my, no, it's, I, I'm kidding. I don't, um, but I do come to Haven to escape my son. So there is that.
0: Yeah. Um, they
1: but have- they, they're
0: they still there when you go home. Like I, I try to escape my kids and I'm like, wait, you're still, you're still here. And then my How? nine-year-old is actually coming in to intern as my, like, and I'm like, well, I can't get away from you guys. <laughs> I know, I get it, <laughs> but that's yeah. a that's another podcast.
1: <laughs> that is that would be a complete different parenting during the pandemic with uh, entrepreneur and wine, know, hopefully, but with wine. How do you, how do you, yeah? That is that would be a good topic. Yeah. We'll do a follow up series on that. Right, sure.
0: Um, all right, so thank you, Beth, so much. I will link to all the resources that she has mentioned in the show notes and Beth thank you again so much. Um, Everybody make sure to go and give her a follow and comment on your post that is your favorite that she has put out there, uh, tag her in your posts. And we'll catch everybody in the next episode. All right. Thank
1: you, Jasmine. man. appreciate it. Bye.
0: what an amazing chat with Beth that was. My biggest takeaway from our talk was that storytelling is really, really important, especially if you're going to be putting a budget in for video marketing, Facebook, any sort of ads, anything really. You need to know who your voice is. You need to know who you're marketing to and what story you are telling. So I found it amazing that she, most of her time is really spent on that story and cultivating the message versus creating the video, which she's a video pro um, and she teaches people how to utilize video and she has all these um, amazing businesses on the side with her her studio and all of that. beyond the video marketing she is actually a storyteller and I love how the message and story become really important when it comes to marketing so thank you so much for joining me and I will catch you in the next episode